0: And you see them walking down the street and they're trailing on their heel a long piece of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and you just look and you say, eh, Someone else will take care of that.
1: <laughs> no! Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today?
0: Fair to middling. <laughs>
1: feel that yeah yeah it's a we're recording this one on a monday monday morning yeah so i think we have like monday feels yeah. right now it's yeah. the start of the week i'm
0: allowed i'm you allowed will... to be cranky during you... a q a
1: yes you are allowed to be cranky thank you all right let's get going this first question is from conflicted baby lawyer dear shandy I'm obsessed with your podcast, and I think you guys give trustworthy advice, so Mm. I would love your take on this foolish problem I've gotten myself into. I'm 23, and I live in a city on the East Coast. Back in November, I matched with this guy on Tinder. He's 25. He was visiting my city for only one day, so we didn't have time to meet up before he went home. He lives somewhere in the South. For whatever reason, we kept texting, which progressed to phone calls. The first time he called me, I felt an instant connection. I loved his voice, and the conversation flowed so smoothly. It's been five months, and we text almost every day and have hours long phone conversations every couple of weeks. Our texting has become increasingly sexy, and we both really want to meet up in person. He's offered to fly to meet me this summer. I really want to meet him, but there's a huge problem. I've already started to develop feelings for him. I know he likes me as a person, but the purpose of this visit would be just to hook up. There's no chance of a relationship working out between us. He's in his first year of medical school and I'm in my first year of law school, so neither of us could move for the next three to four years and we're both super busy. He also told me that he doesn't plan to look for a serious relationship until third year. I'm afraid if I go through with this hookup, I'm going to develop serious feelings for him and have my heart broken when he leaves. Logically, I know this can only end in pain, but our chemistry is amazing. And if I don't meet him, I might never stop one about it. Is it worth it to risk hurting myself for one amazing hookup? And if I do go through with it, how can I ensure minimal suffering when it ends? Sincerely, conflicted baby lawyer. No,
0: you know what? I like this question. I thought you might. It's a good one. It's a, good and it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it is tough, but it's also to me pretty clear.
0: Oh, I, I think that we're going to disagree because I have a feeling your clarity is different from my
1: clarity. Oh, I, I think you're underestimating me right now.
0: Oh. Oh, oh! That that tells me everything I need to know. Then we agree.
1: <laughs> so for you to not underestimate me is for me to agree with you. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. What's your take?
0: Um, I think that she should do it. Okay. For several reasons, and with a couple of caveats. All right. One is. You never want to have those things hanging around. If you can deal with them, if you can actually consummate them, you never want to have those things that will always haunt you.
1: Mm, The what ifs.
0: The what ifs are are just, they. even if the if or the what, (laughs) I think the what, it's the what. Even if the what is gonna end up being shitty, yeah. all the better. Oh, nothing better than than consummating a shitty what if. Mm-hmm. Because then you never think about it again, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. And if it's good, it may give you good memories and you may at least know, like, well, I had it. I may not be able to, you know, go to the well again and again and again. Yeah. But I had it. Mm-hmm. And now my mind is at ease. What she needs to do is number one, definitely do this. Mm-hmm. And number 2 compartmentalize it and mentally prepare the way like an Olympic athlete prepares for an event. You know, like they they you know like the the uh what do you call it toboggan not the Oh the, no, the, the uh, luge. The luge. Thank you. Nice. Good good. Thanks. I would have literally the whole day an hour and a half you I, were was, never I, I never that. would never gotten luge. Yeah. In the luge they sit there like I've seen these these uh, di- documentaries short <laughs> short documentaries. Okay. About guys who are, or, or women. <laughs> oh, sorry, I have to make sure.
1: People, yeah,
0: people, people, or animals, maybe. I don't know. Are they letting animals in the Olympics now? All right, <laughs> Varks. So they sit there and they and they like mo- They go through the whole course like in their mind. They just like go and they and they they do the whole course and they feel it and they visualize it, and then it's not a big deal. Yeah, like they're good. They did it already. Mm-hmm. They did a warm up in their mind, mm-hmm. so it puts them at ease. Yeah. So what I think she needs to do is kind of do that for this hookup. Uh-huh. Basically be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. This guy's going to come. We're going to do our thing because I need to get this out of my system and get rid of the what if mm-hmm. situation. And then it's going to be over. And I know that now. So so she gets in her, her luge position and <laughs> she just goes and she's just like, mm-hmm.
1: okay, I actually mm-hmm. like this analogy a lot. Oh, sorry. I'm oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> No, that was.
1: Was I interrupting something? I was
0: just getting into the, the mentalization. <laughs>
1: yes, the mentalization.
0: But that is something that needs to be done. Both things mm. do it, but also prepare. Know what's going to happen. Don't just go in willy nilly and be like, well, who knows? Yeah. Let's throw caution in the wind. You know, say yeah, la... la vie. I mean, not c'est la vie. Uh, sera sera yeah, good job. <laughs> French things wrong. <laughs> But that's the way it's done.
1: Okay. I've so, done that before. So, do you think, oh, do you want to talk about when you've done it before?
0: Well, it's a very similar situation.
1: Okay. Yeah. And was it worth it? Yeah.
0: And it wasn't that great.
1: Oh. Which is even better. Most importantly. Yeah. I can't felt, believe you left that till the very end. I,
0: I will say this, and I know that a lot of shanties will question me and call me bullshit on this. Will they? Or call me bullshit or call it bullshit? Call, call me out bullshit. on it. Call bullshit.
1: Yes. I don't know if Shandys are going to do that. They just like it when you're honest
0: almost all the advice i give except in obvious situations where i couldn't possibly have ever been in this situation mm-hmm. which is very rare i'm giving it from firsthand experience okay yeah anyway my point is what was i talking about your
1: point is is that it wasn't that great it was a at oh. the time you did oh it. yeah
0: and i felt like a million bucks afterwards because uh, it was fine yeah like it was a certainly worthwhile time spent yeah like it was wasn't bad yeah but it wasn't good enough for me to ever really think about it again or worry about it. And I completely banished the what if Yeah, it's gone. Felt, felt great. Felt like, you know what I felt like? What? I felt like I took a a huge.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So do you think, Oh God, I'm shedding today. Do you think I'm going to agree with you or disagree with you?
0: Are there some days where you don't shed?
1: (laughs) Yes. I shed every day. I have a lot of hair. There's a, there's a price you pay for hair this long. So do you think I'm going to agree with you or disagree with you?
0: I think you're going to agree with me.
1: I do agree with you Nice And just so you know I felt this way Before you ever gave your answer So I'm not piggybacking Your answer Oh I know I, I
0: knew from the things You said before I gave my answer okay, That you agree With okay. the answer I, I was going to give
1: agree independently And I honestly Agree on like Every single front Of your answer Wow Not only the fact That she should do it In a You only live once Kind of way Like I The what if Is really just The sort of thing That can haunt you And I always have This analogy About trying on the dress in the window yeah. That's too expensive you don't want to like the dress no because it looks so nice and you're like oh it's like two thousand dollars i'm never buying that dress and sometimes just trying on the dress you're like actually this dress doesn't look good on me and Mm. so that's my analogy here it's not nearly as good as your luge analogy well Mm. your analogy was for the different so i'm giving an analogy for the first part which is the what if part and i cannot top your analogy for the second part which is to say she should go into it eyes wide open. And if she knows herself well enough to know that she cannot do that, she cannot not wait, she cannot not get attached. Let's say the sex is amazing, okay? Mm. That's a bad thing. Worst case scenario is she never explores it. Worst case scenario
0: is the sex is amazing and she really likes spending time with him. Mm -hmm. Because the sex could be amazing and he could be super annoying. Yeah. It's
1: possible. That's true. No, that's true. I think worst case scenario truly, though, is not living your life out of fear. Yeah. You know, she's 23 years old. It's like now is the time to make a few mistakes, as long as you feel safe and all that. And and just live your life. You have great Absolutely. chemistry. You know, when else are you going to be able to do this? You're certainly not going to do it when you're 33 or you're less likely yeah. to do it at 33 and way less likely at 43.
0: Well said. And I will also say that all decisions in life entail risk. Mm-hmm. Everything in life is risk. Everything. Yeah. You have to be willing to get hurt. Yeah. You have to all the time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the more you're willing to get hurt, the more successful you often will be in life. Mm. Sometimes you'll get killed because <laughs> you're too willing to get hurt. But you'll be you'll be happy. I'll tell you something. Every decision I make, I I, I can get hurt. There, I, like I'll pick a new pizza place uh-huh. in the in town. Like I'll be like, oh, this is a new pizza place. Let's try that pizza. I'm foregoing the pizza place I know is good. Yeah. And when I have that slice of pizza and it's not good, which it it often isn't as good as the place that I like. Yeah. I'm hurt. <laughs>
1: You know, I feel that way a lot when we eat out. Like if we go to a restaurant that I love and I'm so torn, you have this decision to make. Do you order exactly what you got last time that you loved so much and that was the reason you came back? Boring. Or do you try something new? Try something new. Yeah. And possibly learn that you like other things on this menu or you regret it. And you're like, why didn't I order what I got last time? Of course, this is a minor example, but it is a good microcosm example.
0: Life is all about regret having made a choice that you own and learning from that regret.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So do you think we answered this? Yeah. Okay. So baby, what was it? Conflicted baby lawyer. I am sure there are Shandy's who will disagree with us. Like from a, what's the point standpoint, she only stands to get hurt, but I'm really looking at this through a live your life Like, have adventures. You never know where this can lead you, kind of way. And let's say it leads you nowhere. You just had sex. It was mediocre. You move on with your life. Great. Now, like you said, you're not going to think about it anymore. Yeah, that's it. You won't think about that $2,000 dress.
0: I keep thinking about a baby lawyer, like a, like a, like a. (laughs) Right, that's oh, you too.
1: I wonder if that's what law students call themselves baby lawyers. Is that what they do?
0: It's probably what they do. But I envisioned a movie where a baby, like it's like a little, like a two year old, passes the bar yes. and becomes a lawyer. Yeah. And it's like it's like trying, you know, it's like in, in the courtroom. I'm thinking
1: of that show that I've actually never seen, I've just seen commercials for it, and I thought it looked so bad. The Good Doctor. Like wasn't he like a teenager or something oh, yeah. when he went to medical school or something? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, Doogie Hauser is the original young doctor. Oh, really? Yeah, that you know Doogie Hauser? Mm. You don't know Doogie? I, I recognize the name. Doogie Hauser is the guy. You're you one of the guys. You like that actor, the guy uh, with the three names.
1: Three names.
0: Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, was it huh. Neil Patrick Harris? Doogie Howser? That's how he got his start. I, I think, think so,
1: but I just, I don't know if I'm like, yeah, I love Neil Patrick Harris. Like you, I you like,
0: you like Neil Patrick Harris. I like- Every single time Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris comes on the screen, you're like, oh, I really like Neil Patrick Harris. Every time.
1: I don't know if I would seek out a show or a movie because Neil Patrick Harris is in it.
0: Yeah, but once you were in that movie and you saw that he was in it and maybe you didn't know beforehand, you'd be into it. Okay. And you'd tell me, you'd elbow me be like, Oh, look, Neil Patrick Harris. I
1: will say I enjoyed him a lot on How I Met Your Mother. Okay, can we move on? Moving on. Okay, Conflicted Baby Lawyer, good luck.
0: Neutrophole is what I use to make my hair fluffy and nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fluffy and
0: nice. Yeah, I, I thought it on the spot. That's, that's, what I, that's what I got. That's the best you're going to get.
1: Okay, but for real, you really do use Nutrafol to make your hair fluffy and nice.
0: And you know, it's really nice to have a crutch.
1: Yeah. I mean, no one's getting any younger. And let me tell you, your hair doesn't get thicker as you get older. It,
0: uh, there's no question it doesn't. No. But I will say that I've maintained yep. a semblance of thickness as a result of this little bad boy.
1: You know what I like is that the logo looks kind of like a, a tar target and and that is very apt because neutrophil targets the five root causes of hair thinning what are those andy
0: stress hormones nutrition environment and metabolism
1: yes they all play a role in your hair and how thick it is and how lustrous it appears Mm -hmm. and in a clinical study 86 percent of women reported improved hair growth
0: and it's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement
1: yes that's saying a lot dermatologists the doctors yeah we We've
0: been in many doctor's offices and even doctor's offices that have nothing to do with nutrition or skin or hair and they have ads for Nutrafol. Yeah.
1: You and I, in fact, were in a waiting room yesterday and I was like, look, Nutrafol. And by the way, this was not a dermatologist's office. This is the
0: furthest from a dermatologist's (laughs) office you can get.
1: So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code Shandy to save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time.
0: Plus. Free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at neutrafol.com, N U T R A F O L.com, promo code Shandy.
1: So, Andy, I think one of the modern day superpowers is to be able to speak multiple languages. Pardon? <laughs> that was such low hanging fruit, but I still loved it. <laughs> So that's why we love Babbel here. The language learning app, it makes learning another language somehow fun.
0: And it's a game. Yes. I like games and I like (laughs) when games make me smarter.
1: Yes. And most games don't make you smarter, by the way. And it really is the modern day superpower because everyone has some shortcut now, right? Everyone has an app for something or some hack or AI now. Like people don't even write their own essays anymore. They just ask AI to do it. But you can't just matrix another language into your brain. This is something you have to put in the time with. It's a challenge. It takes dedication and routine. And that's why Babbel is so great because you can learn a language in as little as 10 minutes a day. Who does not have 10 minutes a day to spare
0: everyone has 10 minutes a day as a matter of fact if you took away their phones they'd probably have like seven hours a day to spare <laughs> yeah, but you gotta have phone time yeah you know it's important the thing you said about how it's a superpower it's true that speaking a foreign language is not replaceable with technology you no. cannot cheat that no that is just something that you as a human organic being can do yeah. and only that
1: you know some people might be like oh i can just have an app to translate whatever and sure you know that'll get you by on a trip but there's nothing like the personal satisfaction you get from getting better at something like a language a foreign language honestly it's it's one of the most rewarding things oh there's
0: nothing more rewarding than speaking a foreign language to somebody else and not having them reply to you in English <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's happened to me one time <laughs> And also, and this is very important. They have speech recognition technology to improve your accent. Mm
1: -hmm. Accent is
0: everything. That's why when you speak another language, someone responds to you in English. Yeah,
1: that's one of my favorite things about Babel. Is it's not just looking at it and hearing it. You actually have to say it into your phone in the app, and then they're like, "Yep, ding, you got it."
0: Nah, not so much. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel.
1: Right now, get up to 55, that's 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Dear Shandy.
0: Again, that's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash Dear Shandy to get up to 55% off your subscription.
1: All right, this next question is from Anonymous. Hmm. Dear Shandy, I love your podcast. I'm embarrassed about my dilemma. So I figured I should stay anonymous. I am a 28 year old female and I have engagement envy. I've reached the age where everyone in my circle is getting engaged, many of which are my dearest friends. I developed these friendships in college or right after college during a time when we were all yearning to one day find a compatible partner. Recently, three of my closest friends got engaged all within the same weekend. Damn. I felt so happy for them the moment I found out and then I was met with envy. Gross, I know. I feel overwhelmed with a flood of sad and jealous feelings because I feel as though I am not doing something right. I'm a major perfectionist and engagement seems like the one thing I will never experience. I know I shouldn't even be thinking about engagement as an quote accomplishment, but for some reason I feel like I'm failing. I hate that I'm feeling this way, and I would certainly never, ever publicly share this. I immediately scheduled time with my therapist. I never knew it was possible to feel so excited and happy for someone while also feeling so envious. I don't even know that I want to end up married someday. I'm sure I'm not the only one out there navigating these types of emotions, but I'm wondering if you both ever felt this type of envy and if there's anything that helped you cope. I would love to hear any insight. Thank you, Anonymous. I'll
0: say this. I don't know if I've ever felt fully happy for someone without feeling some bit of envy. Ooh. I almost feel that without that slight bit of envy, the envy is like kind of like the salt or maybe yeah. the pepper. You don't need the envy. I think it's the pepper. <laughs> okay. But it's 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 what seasons the joy. It's like without the envy, I can't really fully appreciate how much joy I should have for them. Yeah. But I will say this. I have felt joy for people without envy. It's the outlier where I felt joy for someone. I didn't, they they had something I didn't want. Like they became, you know, like they, they, they became the head of a zip lining company.
1: OK, you wouldn't. Yeah, I was
0: like, I don't what do I care? Okay, I don't, I don't want that. But I'm so happy for them. I'm even more happy in a way. because mm. There's no envy.
1: Yeah. But I feel like even in that situation, you're making a very interesting point, by the way. There's something really relatable here. Even the zip lining company, even though I wouldn't want that, I would want parts of that some of the time.
0: Yeah, there's like still that lifestyle. Some envy. I'm
1: like, oh, that sounds like a fun thing, you know, nine to five, and you're running your own business. You're out in nature. You get to deal with all these excited tourists all the time, right? Like and
0: the envy is what fuels your joy. It was without the envy, like, okay, I got it. This this is how it's done. I, you know, what I've learned the best way to figure something out is to take the extremes, okay. which is what I do all the time.
1: Yes, you do. I do it constantly. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, imagine if someone came to you and said, "Guess what, Charlene." I just got the job of literally shoveling all the horse manure in Central Park into a van and driving it to the dump. And I am so thrilled. I've been wanting to do this since I was a kid. Yeah. I'm like, I have tears of joy. They're literally crying while they tell you this. Yeah. Now, what's your reaction? Are you like,
1: oh, nice. I mean, if they were crying tears of joy, I'd be like, wow, I'm so stoked for you that you're so happy. That's great. Yeah, but you
0: wouldn't. You'd be faking it. <laughs> You couldn't be happy for them, but you don't understand it, but you have no envy. You can
1: be happy for them, though. That's a separate thing.
0: No, you You can only fake happiness. No,
1: I'm starting to now question this because I feel like you can be happy for someone for their happiness and not understand why they're happy about it. You got to really care about the person, though.
0: It's much easier... To understand and to be happy for someone when you appreciate what they have a little bit.
1: I completely agree with that. I do really agree with that. It's like, okay. All right. So our point being, it's totally normal. I think she's totally normal. I know she's embarrassed by this. You know, she says gross, I know. But I think, you know, this brings me back to the episode we did on perfectionism with Homaira Kabir. Mm -hmm. the Goodbye Perfect episode, which I'll link here, where we talked about envy. And she said, envy is your friend because it helps you learn what you care about, what you value and what you maybe secretly want, maybe what you like subconsciously want. You know, when she says, I don't, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get engaged one day. I don't even know if I want to be married one day. It's like, Maybe that is something you want. Maybe there's something to explore in the fact that you do feel envy over that. But meanwhile, she said jealousy is different. and I think They in are this, different. Yeah. And I think in this case, she didn't use the word jealous once.
0: No, she's not jealous, which is great. Yes. You can be deeply envious. Yes. Deeply and also deeply, genuinely happy for someone. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm a dick. No. Or anyone like me. (laughs) I want to make sure I want to clear my name. I think I might have buried myself with that last example. But when I feel envy for my friends, when I'm happy for them, I'm not like, Damn it, I wish I had that and they didn't. No, that's jealousy. Yeah, it's not that. It's just that I'm like, there's a tinge of almost bittersweet. It's almost like I'm like, oh man, that would be really nice for me to have. But my friend, who I've spent a lot of my life with, who I care so much about, has it. So I can feel joy for them, like, um, what's the word? Uh, Vicariously. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Wow. (laughs) You got there. (laughs) Nailed Nailed it. it. Okay. So, and I also think that she went through. Something, you know, this doesn't happen to everyone. You know, three of your closest friends get engaged in the same weekend. Can I tell
0: you something? I would go, I'm going to go, now I'm going to malign myself. Uh If that happened to me, I'd be pissed. (laughs) No joy. There'd be no joy. I'd just be like, you motherfucker.
1: Yeah, it would be hard. That would be hard. And, you know, she's reaching that age. I think 28 is very much an age where... You start to feel like you're getting old even though you're so not. Oh my god. You're so yeah, you not. You do.
0: It's the most you ever feel like you're getting old in your life. With yeah. all the other times when you're actually getting old, you yeah. even feel less like you're getting old 100%. than when you're 20 years.
1: 100%. I actually feel 28. I felt older at 28 than I did at 29.
0: Yeah. Oh, when I at I,
1: 29 I'd wrap my mind around you, the fact you, that 30 was on its way.
0: I it took me also like 2 to 3 years to wrap my mind around the fact that I was about to turn 30. Yes. Like 30 was the end of the line. Yeah, I
1: know. Oh, oh I if god. I'm like idiot. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I guess my point with that is two things. First is she feels like she's a little behind, she feels like she has catching up to do and she feels like, you know, like she she was like I'm not even sure if I want to be married one day. I think that there's just sort of confusion for her and she feels like everyone else has it all figured out. So, I think those yeah. are separate things yeah. and I don't want you to confuse the two anonymous. And my second point is and I don't this is I don't want to say this but it is true, is that a lot of the people who are getting engaged and getting married at this age will not still be married in 10 years.
0: That's true. That's I'm just true. being... Oh, that's a real... That's You're going deep.
1: I am going deep. My yeah. point being is like... Be
0: careful what you wish for. Grass is always greener. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> Takes one to know okay. one. Huh.
1: Good. But yeah, my point being, Anonymous... It's good to take your time and figure out exactly what you want. And you can use your envy as a tool to discover exactly what that is. And who cares if it takes you another five years or more to find the person that you actually want to maybe settle down with. I think that those extra five years actually would really help you make an even more informed decision than you could make at your age currently.
0: I, I'm, I'm going to tell, like tell one of those old man stories okay. where some old guy starts talking and everyone listens in the movie. Okay. And you don't know where he's going with it, but you know it's sim- symbolic yeah, of the yeah, thing yeah, that's yeah, yeah. happening. Okay. Right. I'll get comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So when I was in kindergarten, mm. there was a game that the teacher played with us. Okay. It was like 20 of us in the class. And she said, she was trying to teach us time, like how time works, like how many seconds are in a minute, how many minutes are in an hour and how long that time is. She's like, we're going to count." To a minute.
1: Are you sure it was six? You were six?
0: I was six in kindergarten. Okay. Five?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Five,
0: maybe? Yeah. Five? Maybe. I was probably five. Okay. I was five. Okay. So I always fancy myself smarter than the other kids. <laughs> between you and me.
1: Like, I feel like a lot of people feel that way.
0: I know, but I I, I feel like I got started very fast in a lot of things okay. and then kind of had a long period of kind of stagnation. Okay. Yeah, so, but yeah. But you at were that questioning
1: time, a lot of things at age five.
0: I was, I was very, like, introspective at age five. But anyway, so- We're all standing there and she's like, we're going to do this exercise where we're going to count to 60, 60 seconds. And when you hit what you think is 60 seconds, you sit down.
1: Okay.
0: And whoever gets it right wins. I don't know what you want. Okay. So everyone starts counting silently to themselves and everyone's looking at each other and people start dropping like fat. I knew they were going too fast. Uh Way too fast. Like dumb five-year-old too fast. (laughs) Like not even 10 seconds in. Oh, wow. And I remember feeling my, my butt cheeks, like my, my lower body, like, like relax. Like I was like, oh, go down, go down because people are starting to sit. Yeah. Like you're, you're probably wrong. It was like, they're all sitting. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. They're wrong. This this and I'm definitely had, more right than that. You had
1: confidence in yourself.
0: Yeah, it was it, I'm just this it's a big moment in my life. I'm not telling a story just for kicks. So I kept standing. I was like, "You know what? I know what. I know what a second is. I just know what it is." Because I've thought about this. And I know how long a minute is, and I'm going to stand until I feel good that I'm done. Yeah. And people started dropping. Dropping, dropping, dropping and for the last 30 seconds wow. of that game i was the only one standing
1: wow and
0: i remember i just counted kind of, i was like 26 27 <laughs> and finally and i was looking at me they're laughing at this point they're laughing their kids laughing at me laughing at me
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sweet made a big impression
0: so finally i sit down and I came within two seconds wow. of a minute. And the teacher gave me, I'm telling you, it was the first time I had like actually a sexual feeling. I <laughs> kind of had a crush on this teacher. And she the praise I got was so incredible. I was like, what's going on down there? Something, something or different or maybe
1: here. you were feeling sexual about your first real I told you so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's it. A combo uh, of the two. My real fetish. Yeah. So anyway, the point is is I won. And all I remember all the kids here was like trying this like, they kind of just like dispersed. They didn't want to give me the credit. So that was one of the, honestly, except for a couple of things I can't really put my finger on, that was one of my earliest memories in all of life. And that was the first time I realized don't follow your peers. Peer pressure is bad. Know what you want inside. What do you want? Don't follow the herd. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Do it at your own pace and just know what you want and do it. The way you want to do it. Very period. good,
1: Andy. Wow. I feel like that deserves a round of applause. <laughs> Catch a breath. <laughs> I think we've answered this. I think we have. Yeah. Okay. All right, she Anonymous. Good. good food for thought. Good luck. Remember, you will never feel older and more behind than you do at 28. All right. This next question is from A and D, as in the letters. Hmm. Dear Shandy, my husband and I, 32 male and 31 female, are caught in the middle of a family drama and need your input. We received invites to two weddings on the same weekend this summer, one from an old co-worker and one from my husband's cousin. The original plan was to attend the cousin's wedding since it is a family affair, but circumstances have changed. My in-laws got in an argument with the groom's mom several months ago over their disapproval of her new relationship and are not on speaking terms. Wait, wait, wait. So her in-laws, so I guess her husband's family or parents, got in an argument with the groom's mom.
0: Her husband's family...
1: It's her husband's cousin.
0: Okay, so her husband's family yeah got in an argument <laughs> with the groom's mom.
1: Yeah. And it's his cousin's wedding. His cousin. Yeah. Her husband's cousin. Okay, so they're cousins. His mother and the husband's parents got in a dispute over the mom, the groom's mother's relationship. <laughs> We got. It. Hmm. I, we we got it. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're still not there. I think
0: I need like a montage in <laughs> like a laboratory to figure this out.
1: So they're not on speaking terms. They canceled all flight and lodging reservations for what was supposed to be a family trip, leaving my husband and I in an awkward position. One would be going to the cousin's wedding on our own could amplify the rest of the family's absence, and the groom's mom may not even want to speak with us by association. That said, we recently sent the cousin a happy birthday text, and based on his response, gathered he had no idea our family is actively beefing. Uh oh. Going to the co worker's wedding could damage our own relationship with the cousin and his family, since we'd be missing a big life event and appear as though we have chosen our side of the tiff.
0: Wait, there's another wedding?
1: It's the co-worker's wedding.
0: Okay, so there's two weddings this weekend. Yes. One is this beefy wedding.
1: It's the cousin's wedding, The yes. cousin beef wedding. Yeah.
0: And then the other one is a co-worker. An
1: old co-worker, yes. Okay, so yeah. they have to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. This is very hard. Monday.
0: <laughs> yeah, Monday.
1: Uh, of note, a lot of our close friends will be at this other wedding, and we know we'd have a good time. Mm. So which wedding do we go to if we decline the invitation from the cousin how should we explain ourselves to him a fellow victim of drama that doesn't even involve any of us thank you in advance for your insight we love your podcast and are always tuning in when we cook or go on long rides together sincerely a and d i love the idea of couples listening together i don't know why i just think that's so cute
0: especially on long rides
1: yes yeah i we confess we've listened to our own podcast on long rides before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> should I not admit that? I'm embarrassed. That's okay.
0: I mean, we've listened to it for work to just yeah, m- well, review to see usually, where our strengths well, and weaknesses you are. Because you often
1: don't listen, and of course, I'm I'm the one who edits, so I'm a lot more intimately aware. So I tend to be like, by the way, last Thursday's Q and A was like particularly good on this long ride. Let's listen to it.
0: Yeah, that's cute. I like when you do that. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I have a very strong opinion on this. I feel like I should go first because you seem confused. <laughs>
0: I, I have an opinion, oh, but I'm do. not sure based on the fact that I'm, a, I, I think I've got it now. Okay. I think I've got do you want to go
1: first or do you want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, I have an opinion. Okay. Go first then. Uh,
0: they should go to the co-worker's wedding.
1: <laughs> okay. Why?
0: Because they're going to have fun. And the other one's fraught with horror.
1: Yeah, but the cousin is not responsible for any of the drama. And I actually think that them going, them not going to the wedding is going to make it even worse.
0: No, they just say to the cousin, we had a situation.
1: No, but it's not their situation. It's with their, you know, their dramatic parents. Why should the cousin not get his cousin to come to his wedding because of whoever his mom is dating? Like that's, I think that that's ridiculous. I disagree wholeheartedly. I think it's one weekend. So what if you would have more fun at one wedding versus another? This is family. Whatever beef is beefing will not be beefing forever because it's family most likely unless this is like a trend and you know in five years they can be like oh yeah we didn't we didn't come to that i don't really have a good reason why Mm. have i changed your mind
0: yeah i i I feel bad (laughs) i should have let you go first (laughs) I,
1: I think you were struggling throughout this whole question. Uh, I,
0: I was too hasty with my answer. Okay. I've thought about it more now. Okay. I should give it at least 30 seconds of thought before I start talking.
1: I mean, I just think family's family. The fact that the cousin doesn't even seem to know what's going on, and I do not think that them going would amplify the family's absence. I think if anything, it would downplay yeah. the the beef.
0: I I I I've I've reth- I've, I've I've done some <laughs> rethinking here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. This is like my first answer. Now. Okay. watch Ready? Okay. Oh, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah. What can I you, go first? Yeah. What do you say? Okay. This is my first opinion on this. Yeah. I've never spoken about this before. Uh huh. Okay. So I think two wrongs don't make a right. Number one, mm-hmm. just because their family is having some beef with the mom, which is probably in the end not that it's probably dumb. Yeah. Let's be honest. We it's I think we dumb. can
1: all agree it's most likely dumb. Yeah.
0: It, there's probably some a kernel of of good reason to be fighting there but it's not worth it i think it's probably escalated for no reason
1: totally i think even if the topic itself isn't dumb for it to escalate to the point where they're canceling plane tickets and not going to her son's wedding is ridiculous yeah there's a lot of big
0: personalities there yeah as i said two wrongs don't make right if they don't go to the wedding that's another wrong yeah on the original wrong yeah and now there's possibly a bigger wrong Mm -hmm. because now maybe this starts a whole thing where there really is beef
1: yeah I think this. Oh, sorry. And I'm not done yet.
0: <laughs> and there's no better excuse than I have a family engagement to skip anything. Totally. Yeah. The coworkers are like, "Oh, totally. I yeah, get it. It's like your I can't. Wedding. What, it's totally my understand. family. What yeah. am I going to do? Just like, sorry, I got a fun wedding instead yeah. of this lame wedding. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great excuse. So she has nothing to worry about about the coworker. Mm-hmm. You're right about. Oh, actually, sorry. This is going. This is my first opinion, so I, didn't, I haven't heard your opinion yet. <laughs> But the fun for one day is not worth creating possibly, a who knows, a lifetime of slight beef. Yes. No one wants it. Or maybe major beef. This could escalate. Yeah. This is how wars start. Millions mm. of people have died because of one stupid little beef mm. that escalated.
1: Yeah. And people picked sides. Yeah. And I think that them not going would suggest they're picking a side.
0: As a matter of fact, I'll take it a step further. Okay. I think they should go out of spite. For their family. I think they should teach them a lesson. I they should agree. Be like, this is how adults operate. Yes. We're going to go to this wedding. We're going to be adults. We're going to be nice. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We're going to squash this idiocy. Yes. And we're going to make you look even worse. And then you're going to be feel, feel bad about yeah. yourself. We're gonna make and you're going to realize we did the right thing. We're going
1: to make the parents look like children. We're, yes. We, the children, are going to act like adults. The
0: high road. Yes. Okay. So the answer is clear. Yes. As my first answer should always be. <laughs>
1: The subtext I'm getting from this email is that both A and D would personally rather go to the co-worker's wedding. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. They wouldn't
0: be asking this question. I think this question really is which wedding should we go to? And by the way, okay. there's this is beef. Does that change your opinion? Does that make you want to? Yeah, tell us, Shani. We want to go to the co-worker's wedding.
1: It's going to be way more fun. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I tried.
1: Sorry, A and D. We really, yeah. As much as you tried to convince us otherwise, we think you should go to the cousin's wedding. Yeah. Okay. Good luck.
0: Tell her uh, family to S A D. To what? To S A D. S? S A D. S it's A D.
1: It's A
0: and D. Say S S A D. S A D.
1: I don't understand.
0: S A D. Isn't that something we used to say?
1: S, a D? Is that something, a dick? Are you, is the D standing for dick? So what's S? You win! <laughs> so what's the S part?
0: Really? So you, you got a dick, but you can't figure out what S is?
1: <sighs> Shit? Suck. Suck. <laughs> I am of pure mind. Yeah. I don't think I mean, of these things. They really are. <laughs>
0: they really are.
1: Okay, moving on. All right. This next question is from V as in the letter. Dear Shandy.
0: As opposed to V as in not the letter?
1: It's V-I-S. V-I-E. Oh,
0: V vis It's yeah. V's.
1: Yeah, and V is the French word. Wait, now c'est we're getting vie? into another language. <laughs> okay. yeah, I was people do say cell V." Okay. Dear Shandy, I've been such a big fan of your podcast since your very first episode. Thank you, V. I never thought I'd ever have anything to write about, but here we are. I'm 28 and live in Ottawa with my boyfriend, 32 of three years. Oh, mm. Ottawa. Nice. O Town. Our relationship has been great for the most part. He is my best friend. We communicate well and always have fun when we spend time together. However, our relationship has been lacking on the physical intimacy front, mostly due to medical reasons on his end. I have never held this against him, and we have had many very healthy discussions around how to navigate our relationship with other forms of physical intimacy outside of intercourse. About a month ago, an ex-boyfriend from around seven years ago of mine slid into my DMs, and we have been talking every day since. The conversation has been mostly platonic, until he asked me if I was in a relationship. I lied and told him my current relationship was complicated. Yikes, I don't know why I did this. It's felt very refreshing catching up with him. We have so much in common. We've had a lot of extra deep conversations about things I haven't even opened up to my current partner about." For a bit more context, the reason we broke up in the past was really more just about timing and neither of us being in a place for a real relationship. We were so young. I feel so giddy when we talk and I'm not entirely sure if it's because I like talking to him or because I know there's a chance he can give me something that I'm lacking in my current relationship, sex. I don't want to blow up my current relationship. I very much see my current partner as a potential lifelong partner. I feel so guilty about talking to my ex all the time, even though I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. Am I emotionally cheating on my partner? V. <laughs>
0: yes, but. <laughs> but? Yes, but is, is the answer to the, wait, that question. Wait, what's the but? The answer is yes, mm-hmm. mathematically speaking. She is definitely emotionally cheating on her boyfriend. She is. There's no question about it. But? But in the situation she's in, it's much more forgivable, in my opinion.
1: Yes. But imagine if the roles were reversed. Can you imagine if she's not able to have sex because of medical reasons and so they're doing other things to keep him satisfied? Meanwhile, he's like, oh, I love my partner. I see a long-term future with him. But, oh, my ex from seven years ago slid into my DMs and we're talking every day.
0: It doesn't change my opinion whether you flip the tables.
1: I just think that that's that's not a good precedent. It shows that because you're going through a hard time where you're not able to be totally satisfied in the way you want at this moment in time in your relationship, therefore you're going to go seek it out elsewhere.
0: I don't know if she's seeking it out elsewhere. Mm. She's playing seeking it out elsewhere.
1: I'm not judging her, by the way. I've totally done this.
0: Okay, that's my point. Yeah, It's yes, but.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Are you a bad person? No. No, okay. I'm not saying she is. It's just that she asked if she's emotionally cheating. She and is. And the answer is yes without a but.
0: I, I didn't. Did I waive okay. her? Okay. I said yes. Yeah. But. Okay. What I'm saying is I'm giving her, I'm giving her space. <laughs> okay. And I'm giving her grace.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, I 100% also give her space and grace. It's just that her question was a yes or no question. And we answered yes. But. Okay, so what is your butt? I want you to flush that out a bit.
0: My butt is she's been put into a very difficult situation where human beings don't always do all the right things. Yeah.
1: Sure. She's
0: not getting a main thing that she really wants.
1: I don't think she's entertaining her ex because of the sex and the sex alone. I think she likes the attention. I think that she's, you know, still feeling out. Yeah,
0: but the attention is attached to the sex. Even if she knows that he can't give her that type of attention, she still feels a lack, a void of that kind of attention being given to her. That's like saying, like, like, there's a restaurant you really like, and, like, the kitchen, they had a fire in the kitchen. And it's the only restaurant you go to. It's, uh, you either cook at home or you go to this restaurant. Okay. And the restaurant had a terrible fire in the kitchen. Yeah. But because they're so dedicated to their community and help, you know, trying to be there for them, they've set up sort of, sort of like a makeshift kitchen. It's, it's, like a, it's like a glorified, like, cafeteria situation. They have like a little burner, you know, the, <laughs> one of those like $30 things you get at like Bed Bath & Beyond where okay. you're used to.
1: Or, or they can only serve things that aren't made with an oven.
0: Yeah, the, exactly. The it's oven a toaster. Broke, they have yeah. a toaster. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you still really want to go to that restaurant. What are you going to do? You're gonna literally say you're gonna look in the in the on the internet. I was about to say yellow pages. <laughs> I, for some reason, this feels like an old timey example. But you're gonna look around. And you're like, I'm gonna find a new restaurant. I have to find a new restaurant. And you're going to try, you get in your car, you're going to drive far away to get to this restaurant yeah. and you're going to eat there because you need that feeling of going to the restaurant. Even though your restaurant is trying their best, to give you like a weaker version of what they usually do.
1: So I kind of agree with you. You know, she's three years into her relationship. Yeah, three years that's great for the most part. And so the only thing lacking is physical intimacy. I just don't know if I totally believe it I
0: think what's happening is is that desire for that sexual dis- you know to for feel, the sexual she wants to
1: feel really wanted
0: yeah the, the wanting oh, for that sexual okay. desire I think we're gonna, we're gonna meet. is morphing okay into she's c- confused it's mm-hmm. morphing into a slightly emotional thing with this ex and I don't think it's because she's looking for the emotional thing I think it's because the sex thing is turning into an emotional thing by accident
1: okay okay no I think we're meeting in the middle here I nice. think that we're coming to a point I like that yeah. Yes. I'm trying to imagine if she doesn't have any intimacy issues with her boyfriend, if she would be entertaining her ex in the same way. There's no way we can know that. It's possible she would be.
0: I don't think she would.
1: But it's possible. It's It's possible. possible, but
0: anything's possible.
1: Yeah, sure. But it is. I actually think it's very possible. I'm not saying it's definitely the case. I just think it's very possible. Just because Mm -hmm. she's at the three-year mark, you know, things are mostly good, but it, you know, there's a complacency. It's like the that spark that does feeling super desired and feeling super pursued, and you know, this ex she has all this history with. It's like such a walk down memory lane. Like there's a lot. There's a lot to want to explore here. Hmm. It's not just some rando. I feel what she's feeling. I've been there, and so. I partly think that if there were no physical intimacy issues, she would still at least think about this. But I don't know if she would have let it get as far, because I agree with you, that she feels not as desired in her current relationship as she wants to feel, and she's getting that from him.
0: I mean, fine, but there's a lot of conjecture there. You're basically, <laughs> I, 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 Your Honor, <laughs> conjecture. she's conjecturing the Q&A?
1: I don't know what conjecture means. I don't, I don't think that's what <laughs> <laughs> What does it mean? Conjecture.
0: I mean, I'm not sure exactly how to define it.
1: You know what? I'm going to look at it right now because I feel like that's a word I should know and I feel embarrassed that I no, don't. No, you shouldn't
0: feel embarrassed. It's actually a word that I bet most people don't know.
1: Yeah, probably a lot of people pretend they know. I'm not even
0: sure how to define it.
1: Noun and verb. It is a guess, a speculation, yeah. a speculation.
0: Based on loose facts,
1: yeah. Or a verb is to speculate, to yeah. surmise, to infer. Yeah,
0: it's like a, su- it's like kind of a, sort of an active form of assumption.
1: Yeah. So
0: I think, and I've said this before within this Q and A, within this question, this Q, <laughs> that we should take her for her word. Mm-hmm. I don't want to interpret this question. Okay. She is writing into a podcast, yeah. but I believe this is a good writing into a podcast question. It is a great. Without any subtext. I I feel
1: like you're making it sound like I'm judging her, which I'm not.
0: No, I don't think you're judging her. But I think you're thinking that there's more to this than there actually is. I think this might be a very plain vanilla situation. Like a bad, a complicated vanilla. Yeah. Like a very rich, rich, you know, the vanilla where you see the seeds. Oh No, this
1: is pure vanilla extract. This is not the fake stuff.
0: uh, yeah, th- this is real. Like you see the seeds. The I don't know if you seeds. need
1: to see seeds for it to be pure vanilla extract. In that's fact, to I, me,
0: that's a real vanilla extract.
1: No, you're thinking of when you go to like a fancy restaurant and they're not just using vanilla extract. They're like, they have the vanilla bean and they're like scraping Ooh, that's out what the innards. You, that's what you want. <laughs> it is what you want. You can taste the difference.
0: I mean, that's vanilla. When you get
1: like a vanilla custard or pudding and yeah. it's got the little specks.
0: And when you taste that vanilla, you think to yourself... Why is vanilla have a bad connotation?
1: Oh, oh, that's how good Andy, it is. that was beautiful.
0: Yeah. Vanilla gets a bad rap. It it's does. so good. It's so good and so ubiquitously enjoyed mm-hmm. that people diss it now. It's like when you take something for granted. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, vanilla so great. Well, what would the world be without vanilla? You you're make right. all these jokes. Oh, this is plain vanilla. Oh, that's vanilla. I don't want to hang out with her. She's vanilla. Yeah. But what about that beautiful, sweet vanilla that you enjoyed since you were a kid, and you still enjoy, and you enjoy all the time, in your <laughs> coffee, in your ice cream, in your cookies, in, in food, food that you would never even guess vanilla's in there.
1: Yeah, in your perfume.
0: Vanilla gets a bad rap. You're it's right. a good flavor. Anyway, <laughs> my point is, is this question I'm going to take right at face value. Okay. She's not getting sex. Uh-huh. It's for a very
1: uh, sad and unfortunate
0: reason, yeah. and she is now reaching out to the nearest restaurant. What's the nearest restaurant? Is it some random guy she met at a grocery store? No, it's her ex-boyfriend. It's that restaurant she used to go to when she lived in the other town. (laughs) (laughs) They have a fully operational kitchen, fully. This is emotional cheating. The answer to your question, V, is yes. You're emotionally cheating. (laughs) But I understand why. And I don't know if it's going to get further than this, but what I would recommend is for it not to get further.
1: Unless what you want is to be out. We're not going to go there because, like you said, we're going to take her email at face value. And since it's a yes or no question, we're giving a yes or no answer. All right, V, good luck. So, Andy, we are heading into summer, which means that the sun is... More powerful? Is it more powerful in the summer? I feel like it is.
0: Definitely more powerful. It is, right? I'm not crazy. scientifically more powerful. There's more UV. The sun is at a straighter angle to your face. Oh. Less atmosphere is cutting it.
1: Well, I'm glad I brought it up then. Because apostrophe is really your best friend at this time of year for keeping your skin safe. Let's be honest. The sun is the worst thing possible for your skin.
0: And I'll tell you, your skin is so luminous and just... I mean, I don't know. What's a good adjective? No, for this I'll student? go with luminous. luminous. It sounds great okay, to let's me. let's go with luminous. <laughs> I was like, whatever she's doing, I'm going to I'm gonna start doing. This Aww. is ridiculous. And you kept saying to me, you should try this apostrophe stuff. And I was like, eh.
1: Yeah, at first when apostrophe came across the Dear Shandy desk, it was mainly me.
0: Yeah, I was like, this is all you.
1: Yeah, this is a you the thing. The skincare thing was yeah. me. But really, you've hopped on board and you've really gotten into it. And I love that. We both have prescription tretinoin with 4% niacinamide different strengths and how we got it. We have to talk about this. This is the best part. The fact that we filled out their online consultation with selfies of our skin and we typed out what our skin concerns were. And then a board certified dermatologist reviewed our information and prescribed us that tretinoin with niacinamide. And we also got the sunscreen sent and it's just been a game changer.
0: Shipped to your door. Mm -hmm. And you know who I haven't been to in quite some time? the dermatologist. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. You no longer need to book an appointment, an expensive appointment, by the way. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to book appointments and then go to pharmacies simply to get a little bottle of the product that I love so much. And
0: and you know what it may do in the end? It may discourage people from actually getting this stuff.
1: I mean, I would say most of the time because people are like, oh, how good can it really be? I'll just get some over-the-counter stuff or I'll just go to my local store.
0: And it's not just topical. Mm. It's also oral.
1: Yes. And they treat all All the acnes. There's a lot of types of acne. All the knees, you mean. All the knees, because, you know, there's facial acne, there's hormonal acne, but they also even treat chest knee, back knee, and butt knee. Very nice. So we have a very special deal for our audience, the Shandys. Right now, you can get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for only $5 when you go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and use code Shandy. That is a savings of $15, and this offer is only available to our listeners.
0: To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and click Get Started.
1: Then use our code Shandy at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. So Andy, obviously we all need to clean the clothes that we wear every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's a necessity. But there are a lot of downsides, I think, to the laundry business.
0: The laundry game. The laundry. It's a dirty game. It no is. No pun intended.
1: Yes, because 91% of those big, bulky plastic jugs that your detergent normally comes in end up in landfills and in oceans. And to begin with, they were 90% water.
0: And that water is very heavy. And a truck needs to carry that water long distances. And that truck uses fossil fuels. Yes. It never ends. Yeah. Yeah. Those jugs are a big problem, and that's why Earth Breeze is such a game changer.
1: Yes, we love us some Earth Breeze, which is the eco-friendly laundry detergent. It comes in sheets versus in liquid form.
0: Hold that up and then drop it to show how light it is. <laughs> Watch it. Look at that.
1: <laughs> it's like a piece of paper. For the people yeah. listening, not looking. I just pulled out an index card-ish. That's yeah, a size, large index card. A large index card sheet. It's an eco sheet from EarthBreeze. And this is the laundry detergent. You just put this in the wash with your dirty clothes, your dirty whatever. And it works as well as all of those liquids, the 90% water, all this stuff that is just so much worse for the environment in the long run.
0: What's so interesting is no one wins from those jugs of laundry detergent. There's no winner. No one's like, well, I like to do it because it makes me more money. No, no one gets more money. No, Everyone's losing. The planet's losing. I mean, maybe trucking companies. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe.
1: Yeah, seriously, compare one of those jugs to this. Look at this. I could carry this on my shoulder all day and not even notice that it was on my shoulder. It
0: it weighs nothing. And
1: by the way, this is 60 loads. 60 loads of laundry detergent right here. Yeah, and when you walk down
0: to do the laundry, there's an extra not several pounds of weight that you don't have to carry. Well, that was like a quadruple negative. (laughs)
1: And I love the attention to detail because even their packaging is lightweight, plastic-free, and biodegradable.
0: And last but not least, my sensitive skin is very happy. <laughs> right now, our listeners could subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%.
1: Go to EarthBreeze, dot com slash Shandy to get started. EarthBreeze.com slash Shandy to get 40% off.
0: EarthBreeze.com slash Shandy.
1: All right, this next question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy. I am writing on behalf of my husband who is not sure what to do and I have no good advice for him in this particular scenario. He has a very good buddy who he used to work with and attended his wedding five years ago. He has little to no direct relationship with his friend's wife who has recently started contacting my husband and coming on to him. For context, this saga began about six months ago when his buddy confided that their relationship was unstable at times, which has been brought on by stressors related to their special needs child. Around that time, his wife texted my husband late in the evening, stating she was not doing well and wondering if he could call. My husband called her, I was also in the room because it was bedtime, and spent over an hour listening to her validating her feelings and reassuring her as she had just had a very big fight with his buddy, her husband. He was torn over this phone call as he wasn't sure whether he should tell his friend that his wife had called as he also wanted to respect her privacy. Since then, she has suddenly become smitten by my husband over that phone call where he was so attentive. She has been emailing my husband that she understands he's not happy in his marriage, not sure if this is a form of gaslighting or if she's delusional, and that they should run away and get together. He has received a few emails slash texts similar to these themes, and he always responds in a very succinct and direct manner that he is very happy in his current marriage and that he wishes her well in hers. He continues to be torn how much he should let his friend know that his wife is reaching out to him as he, one, doesn't want his friend to be more embarrassed than he may already be, and two, doesn't want to worsen the situation. Not sure how much this matters, but we're all in our late 30s or early 40s and Live many states away from the other couple. Oh, he feels extremely uncomfortable about the whole situation. What should my husband do? Anonymous. I feel strongly about this one.
0: I mean, why is he even responding to these emails? I, I wouldn't even. I would. I would ghost them. I wouldn't respond he, to these emails. But would
1: okay, the do you think that he should tell the friend? I think he should.
0: I mean, I feel like he has to. Like she's begging him to tell. Yeah. Isn't she isn't she isn't she basically trying to like dynamite her relationship?
1: It sounds like it. She seems to think that they have something that they don't, assuming anonymous knows everything. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to go there because I'm going to take her. We're going to take the email at face value and assume there isn't this subplot Mm. where he's actually responding to her. I don't know when saying he's not happy Mm. in his marriage.
0: I will say that kind of adds up because she's really going out on a limb with this stuff if there's nothing there. But okay, let's just you're right. Let's assume that's not the case. (sighs) That's too much conjecture. (laughs)
1: Okay. Good. Okay, you're right. If she had even two sentences about her paranoia, like I think I think I trust him, but you know there was this one time, then you know that would open up a whole other yeah. can of worms. But and
0: she's also many states away, so it's not like they're like having these trysts off and on. Yeah, like, he's with her. Like he's not like, oh, I'm going on a trip. You know, I'll yeah. be back in a few undetermined amount of days. Totally.
1: Okay. So we're gonna take it at face value. I think he should one hundred percent. Tell the friend. I think this is getting this is getting bonkers. This is turning into like a a horror movie.
0: It's yeah, I agree. And I would almost never suggest this because I do feel like you have to be. It's like you know what it's like. It's like the criminal justice system. Uh The jury of twelve people has to be unanimous. You can't send someone to prison, or even worse. If one person on that jury isn't decided, yeah, or or it's just uh, you know, or they just reverse it, you got twelve angry men. You ever see twelve angry men? No, one guy disagrees and everyone's angry. That's at him? been you. I was that twelve angry men. Yeah. I was the the one. Oh, I Angry love that man. story.
1: You were on a, on jury duty once. yeah. Uh, we don't have to tell a story, but suffice to say, Andy was the one person. I felt
0: really bad for the guy. Yeah. And you, believe me, it wasn't a bad, he wasn't a guy who did something really bad. Yeah. So let's get that He clear. was guilty. Right? You knew he was guilty. hundred percent guilty. Yeah. But and then you I, felt bad for I him. I felt really bad for the guy. He uh, had a rough life. The thing he did was so, who cares? Oh. Uh, and, and everyone was like, what are you doing? We got to get back to work. Just do the guilty and let's get out of here. And I was like, well.
1: Uh, I love that story I think it says a lot about you you have a lot of empathy but it
0: was also I went against the state I didn't do my civic duty my civic duty was to say yeah he's guilty
1: should I cut this part
0: (laughs) (laughs) in the end I said he was guilty so my my inner turmoil is irrelevant to the state
1: would you say you succumbed to peer pressure Andy (laughs) it's
0: different nice try okay anyway my point is, is is in the 12 angry men the one guy converted all of them To innocent. Wow. So in the end, he actually did change it, but not in my case.
1: You weren't that noble. (laughs) No, I wasn't that noble.
0: But I do believe that in life, when you are dealing with intricate romantic intertanglements, I do not think it is right to blow someone's cover unless you are 100% sure beyond the shadow of a doubt that there was a problem.
1: But this is, she's literally and, talking about running away together.
0: This is my point. Yeah. Okay. This is that example. Yes. This is beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is a major problem and you are friends with this guy. Yeah. You owe it to him. And honestly, in a way, you owe it to her too, because she's begging you to do it.
1: Yes. And let's, we have to remember this, because, you know, I, I always consider loyalty in questions like this, you know, non-romantic, this is not a romantic question, yeah. uh, sh- the reason he knows the friend's wife, and the wife knows him, this guy. It's <laughs> like, has a lot of husbands and wives here. Yeah. The reason that Anonymous's husband knows this woman is through the friend. Yeah. He went to their wedding. Yeah. It's an ex co worker. He should tell the friend, this is ridiculous. I actually kind of, I'm slightly judging that it got this far.
0: I agree. And that's why you originally had the thought that maybe he's involved yes. with her. Yes.
1: Yes. And that isn't
0: conjecture. Uh, That's a fair assumption.
1: It's one thing to respect her privacy. It's another thing to let it reach a point where she's writing him emails about uh, running away I, together. Can I, can I tell
0: you something? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this next level and, and anonymous it's anonymous, yeah. right? Anonymous don't just take this with a grain of salt. Okay. I'm, I'm about going, to, are you about to I'm,
1: conject?
0: <laughs> I'm taking some uh, artistic are you about to uh, uh,
1: surmise a few things. Yeah, there's
0: gonna be a surmising. Yeah. I think that this is possibly one of those examples where you hide in plain sight. So in other words, he's getting these incoming emails mm. about how she wants to run away with him and he's telling his wife or girlfriend, I forget, wife, wife he's like, look at these crazy emails I'm getting. What do I do about yeah. this in an effort to completely obfuscate the yeah. fact that he is in a relationship of sorts with her, Mm -hmm. at least a deeply emotional cheating relationship, if not maybe physical here and there. Mm. Sorry, I had to do that (laughs) because that, that does happen. That yeah, does and happen. And the
1: only reason we're even considering that is because it's reached such a point. It's like, I think he should from? have told the friend the second she seemed to have become enamored with him past that phone call. I understand the phone call, it's a one time thing. They had a fight. She wants to feel heard. You know, I do find it very odd. Yeah. I find I, it odd that she's calling his friend. She doesn't have any of her own friends to call. I agree.
0: But I will just to give him the benefit of the doubt, I think these things creep up on you. I don't think you suddenly are like, oh my God, I gotta tell my friend his wife is hitting on me. Yeah. I think it suddenly dawns on you, like it takes a while for you to be like, oh whoa, wait a minute. This mm-hmm. is maybe a thing I need to tell my friend about. Yeah. So I don't I don't fault him for that if this is an innocent situation yeah. on his part. And let's discard the, the idea that there's it's some not conspiracy. An the conspiracy yeah. theory is not necessary here. I just want to lay it out there. Just I don't It's want, a
1: possibility. I, it's possible. I'm gonna you know what? I'm giving her, okay. I'm giving the
0: cheater the whatever, the woman in California, wherever she is, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt because what she's doing is so flagrant
1: uh-huh. that I feel like there
0: has to be some reason behind it. That's not just that she's an Ooh, asshole.
1: Okay, let's okay. Because You know, the that outlier thought, the, the mm. one where there is something going on, and Anonymous doesn't actually know the full picture. Let's agree now on a percentage of likelihood for that. Mm. I'm going to say five.
0: I'm going to say 12.
1: Whoa! Yeah. That-
0: There's a one in about eight chance that that is the situation.
1: Okay. All right, so... Ooh, the average is somewhere in between that. Yeah, it's
0: unlikely, but it's it's meaningful. But okay. but that's not that's only not the point. because
1: it's reached this point. We
0: can't answer the question based on conjecture. We have to answer it based on what's what we've been given. Uh-huh. And what we've been given is that this woman is acting unbelievably inappropriately. Yes. And I liken this to if you're walking on the street and you see some guy or, or woman. <laughs> not sure why. A person. This, yeah. Some an person. Yeah. Not an animal. Only a person in this case. <laughs> And you see them walking down the street, and they're trailing on their heel a long piece of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and you just look and you say, eh, "Someone else will take care of that."
1: <laughs> no, you want to be the person that tells them. You
0: want to do it because I you'll wake never. up the next day, you'll feel good. They'll thank you. They'll be like, "Thank you. I know this was hard for you to do, but because it's embarrassing for yes. everybody. But thank you. But the rest of my day will be without." Toilet paper on my heel. Yes, thanks yes, to you. And yes. you'll go to sleep feeling good. And every he second, to tell his friend. every
1: second that you have that long piece of toilet paper is a second you you want that to be gone. You that's every second counts in that. It's situation. ruining
0: your life. do You, there are men. Great. Think of like who's the greatest man or woman you can think of off the top of your head. Just a great someone who everyone's like. Oh, I mean, that's universally considered a great person. Mm-hmm. Like, think of that person.
1: I don't know Lincoln.
0: Lincoln, thank you. (laughs) Imagine if Lincoln, while he was giving the Gettysburg Address, had a long piece of toilet paper trailing (laughs) off his heel. No one would have been taking him seriously. <laughs> no. That speech would have been lost in the annals of history. Yeah. No one would have cared. They'd be like, oh, God, this guy's embarrassing. He never would have been the same again. You can't <laughs> let this man suffer. He's being mortified. He's being humiliated okay, okay. behind his back. Okay. He's got a toilet paper on his heel stretching from California to New York, okay. the whole country.
1: Okay, so how does that tie into this? I lost my way.
0: It ties into it because it's his duty. As a, as, a, as a citizen of this country, mm-hmm. to tell him he's being humiliated. He doesn't know his good friend who's supposed to be there for him. As a friend. Isn't a friend supposed and, to and be there the way, for you? And by the way, a
1: friend who felt friendly enough with Anonymous's husband to confide in the first place that they were having a rough patch in their marriage. Yeah. That a he felt close patch. enough. Yeah, he felt close enough.
0: Now he's reciprocating that, that confidential...
1: Confident, Confid-
0: that confidence. being
1: in confidence. Confidence. I don't know how you word that. Yeah, there was He's reciprocating word. that. Uh, um,
0: yeah. What's the the? the
1: uh, uh, hold on. We can do this. We're getting so excited.
0: I don't know. Anyway. <laughs>
1: knows what we mean it's monday morning I oh, to get
0: it that half the comments are gonna be this now all we would have gotten <laughs> all these great comments but now everyone's gonna be like i know what you meant okay it's
1: gonna be that and i can't believe you didn't know it conjecture oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true okay. okay so my point is he confided in him he bled his heart he told him something that was very personal mm-hmm. and now he's getting repaid by not being told the most incredibly terrible thing Mm -hmm. that could be happening in his relationship
1: no it's it's over the top i'm okay i said i was judging him a little bit for not having told him yet i'm kind of judging him a medium amount now no don't you would say i'm a middling amount middling
0: amount it's middling but don't judge him because you don't know the timeline you don't know as i said some of these these things creep up on you sometimes
1: sure but i just just
0: judge him a light amount yeah for it to come from a place
1: of like oh i don't want to like I don't want to make things worse. I don't want to blah, blah, I Look, we're all about, you know, loose lips, sink ships. Don't say something if you don't need to. This is long past. Look. This is long past the point where every, that's something you're worrying about. She's talking about running away together.
0: Everybody knows what the right thing to do yeah. in this situation is. Easier said than done. That's the benefit of the doubt I'm giving him. It is very difficult to do what he has to do now. He is both stabbing his friend in the heart Mm -hmm. and he's opening up potentially a situation that's going to end a very serious relationship. Okay,
1: but you giving him that amount of benefit of the doubt is the same as you giving her the amount of benefit of the doubt to suggest that she's not totally crazy for wanting to run away with this guy it's and similar. therefore he's so It's it's
0: very benefit of the yeah, doubt benefit of the yeah, doubt. Yeah. It's a double benefit, okay, of benefit of the doubt. Okay. All right. It's benefit it's 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 benefit of the doubt.
1: All right, anonymous. Good luck. I think you don't really need it? I mean I'm at 95%, you don't need it.
0: I also would like an update on this one. Yeah, me too. Kind of out of a little bit of I don't it
1: doesn't make me feel totally good this one. I think that it's gotten so out of hand that it makes me distrust anonymous's husband a tiny bit. Yeah, I feel and like- he should know that he should know that that's how far it's gone. His wanting to like keep his hands out of yeah. the of the dirt here is making him more involved. It makes him seem more involved.
0: What I would like, ideally, is for this to end one relationship that shouldn't be happening, mm-hmm. but not to end two relationships.
1: Yes. Very good. I agree. Okay. Good luck. All right, Andy. I think that that's a wrap mm-hmm. for this q and and a number 36. Wow. That's
0: a lot of Q&As.
1: Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, and...
0: Hold on. Not a burp. TikTok.
1: <laughs> Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends, most importantly. Yeah, tell them. And generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye bye.